have you been out to Thailand to train before? Yeah, so you're almost going to use that as like a training camp and then back and then fight as soon as possible. Understood, understood. Fighters, welcome back to another episode of Heatrick Muay Thai Performance. Yeah, so, so you know all about the sort of relationship with the coaches and stuff like that. So it's it's also being seen to be doing what they're asking you to do to to get that investment from them. If they, if they feel like you're doing, if you're ignoring them and doing other stuff that they're not advising you to do, kind of breaks down that relationship. You don't get as much out of them while you're there. And especially when you're in a short spell of time, you've just got to kind of toe the line, do whatever they're saying, crack on, and then they'll they'll invest their effort in you and you'll get as much out of that time as possible. Going from part-time Western training to full-time Thai training, the step up in the the amount of training you're going to be doing is is just going to push everything anyway. It's like a massive, massive jump. So yeah, you don't really need to worry about kind of changing anything. It's just like, just experience that for three weeks, cope with that for three weeks, <laughs> and and it's going to move your needle up. The, say the only problem with the, the, the time model really longer term is like, how do you keep progressing? And that's where things really need to be manipul- manipulated more. But for like a three week window, it really is just, I've got to, I've got to hit it as, as best I can and get as much technically and tactically out of it. The volume of training I'm going to get is going to push my fitness up anyway, let alone even if it's, it might not even be structured in a way that's ideal. It's just like, it doesn't matter. It's just, I'm going to be hit with a load of stress that my body's going to have to cope with. It's going to push push my fitness up in that time. If you're out there for months and months and months, that's where we can get into serious overtraining and burnout. And it's like, we need to now make sure we're manipulating things to keep you moving forwards and not just adding more and more and more when you're already at capacity with how much you can tolerate there. So there's there's typically those two training sessions per day. Do you go straight in and do that? I mean, I've done it as well. Gone out there, all excited. Literally, first day of landing, went out, two training sessions in the gym. And I've only just landed, you know, because of the time of day I managed to do it. And it was like, uh, that was a mistake. <laughs> because it's like, yeah, the first day I was okay. Maybe the second day, third day, I kind of felt broken. And then I was having to really ease back on what I was doing. And it it just means that I ended up, having to kind of wind things back and I lost momentum rather than building momentum. And I, and I think it's it's actually recognizing that the travel is a big stress on your body as well. And the fact that you're changing time zones and all this kind of stuff, your body is like already burning the candles at both ends. And then when you chuck a load of intense training at it and a high volume of intense training at it, it just goes, you're not having it. <laughs> I'm going to make you rest. So I'd, I'd much prefer, it's like, okay, a tentative, dip my toe into one session, perhaps like the morning session rather than the afternoon session even, because they tend to be the the lighter ones. And then perhaps adding an afternoon session the next day and and just sort of going by how you feel. They often as well, another way of doing it to ease things in, rather than joining the group sessions, they they often have the the private one-to-ones where it's literally like an hour or something. And I found that's quite a good way if if you can afford to have those to um, step things up as well, rather than having like a, a whole two and a half, three hour session or whatever, straight off. You can even just, you know, just have an hour private to begin with. And that will be my first one to get me going. And then, then I do the morning, you know, you, however you sort of feel, you can manipulate the variables there. And then you'll feel like by week three that you're there, you're like, I'm really, I'm really going for this now. And and I'm up to speed with it rather than week three is like, I'm really hanging here to even keep up. 
and I don't really really feel like I'm getting as much out of it. And again, it's a bit like pacing your fight wrong, going out way too fast early and then having a terrible last round rather than build it up, build it up, build it up. Last round was like, yeah, I was really, really rocking with this. Um, and it's the same same with your training there. So certainly bear that in mind. <laughs> really think about your your sleep and your nutrition when you're out there as well. That will really help you recover better too. And especially when you're when you're starting to do the two sessions per day, if you can get a nap between the morning session and the afternoon session, brilliant. That will really start changing how how uh, you recover and what you can get out of the sessions too. But um, yeah, try and try not to uh, eat too much junk while you're out there. Get lots of protein for recovery. Yeah, that's that'll be the best thing. Especially if you're thinking of this. This is kind of like my fight camp. It's like almost have that attitude. This is a fight camp that is building, 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 building by the time I leave. That should uh, keep you a bit more on the straight and narrow and just thinking, right, okay, it's not all about just hitting this first first day of training. So of, so we've got the two resistance training sessions each week. I would say if you've got a good relationship with the people that are coaching you, those sort of gyms will be might well be okay with you saying, okay, I'm picking out those morning sessions and I'm doing my resistance training there. And then I'm doing all the other Muay Thai sessions. If it's more of a traditional Muay Thai gym setup, they might look at you a bit funny for doing that. And you don't want to break that relationship with them. So do it do it afterwards if you can. And and at worst case, if it's like literally they're not very accepting of any resistance training sessions, because I've certainly seen that as well. Leave it. Don't worry about it. Just think, I'm here, I'm in Thailand. The 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 best that I'll get from Thailand is the technical and tactical skill training. This is what I'm here for. I'm going to soak up as much as of that as possible. And I'll make up the resistance training when I get back and I'll I'll get that plate spinning when I come home because it's not going to happen here at the same time. And there's no point sabotaging getting as much skill training from my experience out here in Thailand for the sake of the resi- resistance training if the relationship isn't working that that way. Yeah, you've got three weeks to grab as much skill as you can. If we can get the resistance training plate spinning as well, we'll have it. But if it's like, no, it's a conflict and it's going to cost me my skill training and I'm here in Thailand, leave it. I think these days, especially post-pandemic, I wouldn't have thought there's many gyms that wouldn't be very accepting of resistance training anymore. So hopefully, fingers crossed, you'll be able to you'll be able to hit that too. But yeah, if, um, if, you, if you feel like it's going to sabotage you in any way of, of getting as much skill out of it while you're out there, yeah, drop it for the time being. We can catch up when you come back. That week when you come back, literally strip everything down to just fight pace pad work. And, and that's it. That that will literally be your cardio for that that final week. So you don't need to worry about doing anything too sophisticated. You're just going to bring everything that you've built with the, the volume of training that you're going to have in Thailand and everything you've, ex, you've exposed yourself to there. It's going to have pushed everything up the way we want it to be. And literally just now all you really want to do is, do you know if it's, is, is it a three-round fight or a five-round fight? Five rounder. Good. Okay. So that's what you're doing. You're going to mimic those those five rounds on the pads when you come back with pad holders and um, do two, maybe three fights back to back on the pads as you're conditioning. That's it. That's all you're doing. It's more about you're going to come back having worked really hard from Thailand anyway. The traveling stress will have fatigued your body too. That final week is really just about staying sharp, get used to the five rounds and allow all that fatigue to diminish again. So then you go into that fight feeling like, yeah, I'm 
I'm ripping at this now. I'm ready to go. I'm actually that hyperactive kid now, rather than feeling like I'm just shot to bits and like, I just want to get this out of the way. <laughs> so that's that's the way we'll have your, your cardio literally for that week as fight peaking will be that restorative recovery, fight specific pad work. That's That's really all you need to be working on there. Thanks for listening. If you found this valuable, please like, subscribe and share with someone else it could help too. Please give the podcast a review or comment below. We'd love to hear from you. As always, you can visit heatrick.com for more Muay Thai performance podcasts, videos, articles and guides. Catch you next time.